Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of The Coach's Box. Thank you for stepping in with us today. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by Coach Pace, Coach Murph, Coach Natty T, and Coach Jay will be joining us a little bit later. I think he's ducking us right now because of that Steelers prediction last week, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but we had a pretty good weekend of uh, NFL playoff football. It started off real strong with the Bengals-Raiders game. You know, I really, Coach Pace's Rams are the only team that's still in the playoffs out of all of our teams here. So we're we going to be supporting your Rams the rest of the way, I guess. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, but let's just do a little recap. Just want to go around, just kind of talk about what were some of the things that uh, stood out for you uh, this past weekend. Uh, any surprises, uh, anything like that. So whoever wants to go can get us started off. Uh, the only surprise is that they kind of, a lot of them were lackluster. It wasn't like we expected. So for instance, the Cowboys 49ers, we were, I think everybody was most excited for that one. But, um, you know, Cowboys did Cowboyish things. Actually, since I mentioned that one first, I need you to speak up on the behalf of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys fans, because we did talk about months ago about in the NBA when they were throwing stuff at the players and we were all in the uproar. And then now you have somebody that wasn't he like in the running for the Walter Payton Award, too, and the face of the franchise and he's condoning, you know, throwing stuff at officials? To be completely honest, I there's no excuse for that. Absolutely no excuse. Uh, it's out of character for him, but out of pocket at the same time. So you can't, um, there's no way that you can condone that type of activity. Uh, people tried to make excuses for him saying that, Oh, he didn't understand the context of what he was being asked. Uh, I, I give the media a lot of credit, you know, because they 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 honestly tried to get him to rethink what he was saying so he can clean it up. Yeah. And he didn't do it. Yeah, he doubled down on it. <laughs> he doubled down. And what I didn't like is that I felt, and I heard some other people say this too, I felt he should have apologized like immediately. Yeah. Like once it got out there, he he'd been like, you know what? I was caught up in the moment. I was upset that we lost, and I made a mistake. My bad. I don't condone that whatsoever. But you're gonna wait until a whole nother league's officiating unit comes out. The NBA is, is the one. You know, their referees group came out and was like, you know, that's that's unacceptable. There's no excuse for that. And then Dak Prescott wants to come out, so it makes him look really bad. Not just that he said it, not just that he doubled down, but then in addition to that, he didn't apologize until he was kind of already called out by another league's officiating unit. And so for someone who is up for Walter Payton Man of the Year, you expect better. You expect more from that. He is the leader of that team. That's not why they lost. There are 14 penalties is the reason why they lost for the most part and their questionable play calling. But especially those penalties, most of them were senseless, ridiculous, asinine penalties. That's why they lost the game. No excuse, Dak Prescott. 
yeah that was crazy to me also like how i think this just pretty much in a vacuum shows his who Dak really is that it took him this long to say something because I mean we've all been in arguments before and like once that argument ends and you kind of like go your separate ways you you know what you said that was out of pocket so the fact that he took so long and just sat with that that's something that you don't have to sit and think like you just condone because if I mean what made it look even worse is that when he thought they were talking talking about the fans throwing stuff at them he was saying yeah, like oh yeah that's not right but then when they was like no nah, it was actually at the referees it's like oh I mean he serves them right or whatever he said that so that was crazy but I felt like it, we would be remiss if we didn't speak on that since we spoke on it when it happened to the NBA players uh, but outside of that I'm disappointed well I'm not disappointed I kind of sat back and thought about all these games all together and I think a lot of people had unrealistic expectations because if you think about it the Raiders and the Bengals game to me was the only good game um, from start to finish but if you look at like the blowout games, you have, you know, Patriots versus Bills, Mac Jones, first year quarterback, Eagles versus Bucks, Jalen Hurts, first full year starting as a quarterback, young team all over. You got the Steelers versus Chiefs. You got Big Ben on the very, very last end of his career. And then, I mean, the Cardinals rounds, that was just, you that was just hard to to expect because I mean you got teams that played each other twice they split the series and then they just didn't show up but um I, a lot of games just didn't turn out how how we expected but after it went down it was kind of like I can I can see why things kind of landed the way they did except for I didn't expect Bill Belichick's defense to get tore up like that so I mean I'm curious about Natty's <laughs> Natty T's thoughts on J- Josh Allen and his performance because you know he was he was hoping even though he picked the bills I believe he was hoping that the Patriots won so he could grill Josh Allen so but that that's my thoughts for the week well in response no I'm just kidding um <laughs> no I mean it was a it was a it was a great game by him, but for me, it it still validates my or not validates for it still even makes me more concerned about him because and I guess I just it's just hard for me to let go of the bad performances that he's had. And two, it's the inconsistency that I don't like. Because against the Patriots last last weekend, phenomenal. But the week before that against the Jets, they barely beat the Jets. He didn't play well. Week before that, they beat Atlanta, but this dude has zero touchdowns and three interceptions. And it was just like nobody even talked about it. Then the week before that, it was the win at the Patriots. And then the week before that, up and down again against Tampa. Week before that, up and down again against uh, the Patriots again. So 
<laughs> we were talking about Eminem before we got on. Uh, I just want to, will the real Josh Allen please stand up? That's that's what keeps coming to my head because I've yet to see him put together a good stretch of games. And really, I've yet to see him play two good games back-to-back this season. I haven't seen it. So the games where he does play well, usually the trend is he's probably going to be pretty pedestrian the next game. So I think, again, they've hit on all cylinders. Um, you know, obviously Bill Belichick's defense didn't show up last weekend, but again, credit to the Bills, but I just, I need to see more consistency out of him for me to really, I guess, lower my concerns. So if he can win this weekend, that's good. Because that would be two back-to-back games that you played well, because that's just something I haven't seen really since he's been in the league. Because he has very high highs and then like Jacksonville Jaguar lows. That's a quick where he puts up six points. So that's that's my comments on it. Wow. Super wild card. Now we go to Coach J. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i uh i was uh i was i was put back in place uh i guess if we're are we moving on to the steelers chiefs game is that good yeah we're at here we're reviewing yeah, we're kind of just talking about it as a so you can like pick a game or whatever gotcha okay um well yeah i'll just talk about the steelers Chiefs. so um yeah i thought it was actually um a reminder so most Steelers fans maybe experienced throughout the season uh the anguish of Big Ben and the lack of an arm (laughs) and then the lack of a protective offensive line um and as the season it kind of played with us as the season advanced and we started losing we were I was excited about it because that means we might get a better opportunity for a for, uh, get a phone call. Sorry, um, we might have a better opportunity for a better uh, uh, pick on the draft for a QB that we can really get behind. I don't know someone that can uh, you know take the mantle. Um, but then we started winning games, and so it, the the Steelers organization played with us. It was a, a roller coaster, similar to what Natty T is talking about with Josh Allen. Um, when we hit the playoffs and actually got in with the miracle that was our one miracle, um, my heart was already rejoicing just because of that it was a very bittersweet moment of the last game that Ben played at home. I actually appreciated the game. Yeah, they won, but it was just it was nice to see him on the field that one last time. And then we come to the Chiefs and no, we're not going to win. But the defense gave the team an actual chance to be relevant in the game. And we were then reminded and I was then reminded of how terrible of a situation we're in right now, because the first quarter alone should have been a good rap if you were playing with any other team and you caused two turnovers and a couple of 
incomplete drives that turn out to be punts and you have the ball, I don't know, maybe seven or eight drives in a row and they turn out to be no first downs and eight or seven punts. That's just, that's a lack of success. Um, and I wish that it was another team, honestly, that did that because that was the moment that the Chiefs had one little kink in their armor and you could have just got through. Uh, but the Steelers couldn't do that. So it was, it was a reminder of how disappointed I was going to be. Um, yeah. But I thought it was an enjoyable game. I sat and watched it through the entire thing. Um, I, I think the Chiefs, if they can warm up quickly, they should be fine against the Bills. If the Bills are having the one-off light switch moment of playing well versus Jacksonville style, I don't know what to expect from that. But if they if they warm up quickly, they should be fine. But they, the Chiefs might be in trouble if they play the same way they did um, against the Steelers in the first half. You know, it, it's funny. I uh, so you know the Eagles game happened Saturday, and then my my mother-in-law texted me and was just like, "Wow, I guess they didn't show up to play today." And they're she's a Steelers fan, her and her family. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's about to be a sad day in Pennsylvania because <laughs> the exact same thing is about to happen to y'all. And she was like, "Oh, you think so?" Next thing you know, she's facing my daughter saying, "Your daddy said that we were going to get beat." I didn't watch the whole game because he was right. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even finish it it was sad like I finished it just because I love football and I wanted to you know may miss an amazing play here or there I'm like if I gotta watch Ben Roethlisberger bounce the ball to his receiver one more time like I, I'm bounce. looking he's bouncing the ball to his receivers and if you look at Chase Claypool if you look at his face after every incompletion you can see the frustration. He's never mm-hmm. gonna be rude at Ben. He's never gonna come at him, but he knows in the back of his mind that he's not in the right situation for his talent because he's a deep threat and Ben will throw it five yards in front of him. Yep, sure. And Dante Johnson, my dude, my dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, I just wanna know who you are. Like, as, as because, you were on my fantasy team, a couple of them. <laughs> I mean, so you helped me win a championship and, and so to be. But if you expect to help the Steelers win a championship, you got to catch the ball, bro. Like, and those aren't even hard passes. You know, it's not like Ben was, like, throwing a rocket at him or, you know, the defense was playing well. Like, no, like, you got both hands on the ball within your catch radius and you're dropping them. They even said that he was out early on the field catching tennis balls. He did a whole tennis ball routine to work on his hands and his hand-eye coordination. And as soon as they said that, Roethlisberger drops back, throws Deontay Johnson, drops the ball. I was like, come (laughs) on. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like That is the type of stuff that will cost you championships if they ever get into a position to actually compete for one. So that's just my little two cents. They need to get that together. Let's so, talk about that old line too. The, that, yeah. There was a couple plays where the line missed assignments, and there was undefended linemen coming straight at Ben. Yeah, um, I know that time will get. Most of those linemen are young, so time will will get them better. They will improve over time. I wonder though if if you know they're really missing veterans there to help 
improve it, or maybe it's the coaching. They, I think they talked about the offensive line coach that used to be there ever since he was gone. The line's been trash. I'm curious if, if that is also something that needs to be switched up or if time will just improve uh, the whole situation. Do y'all think Big Ben is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Super Bowl, I think you guys do that. I know that the first one was a defensive win, but they, that one against Arizona, man, like, yeah, that, that's Ben Roethlisberger. Ben went out and got that one. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he is. I think more of the, the, the debate is where do you ranking, rank him amongst, like, you know, all-time great quarterbacks. Is he – because I, I definitely not top ten. Mm. Um, I just feel – Maybe me, 15. I, I can see it, but I feel like he's, like, borderline for some reason. Like, I just – in my mind, he's – I mean, he's a great quarterback, but I think – I don't know. A Hall of Fame quarterback is just a lot. I don't know. Eli it helps that he's yeah exactly i was just thinking about eli too it, it helps though that he's he's been playing for such a long time that his stats back it up but i guess when it comes to i don't know that extra piece that extra whatever that makes him a first time ballot maybe maybe i would say maybe i, I mean, think he has yeah go ahead I mean, I think when you just look at his, I think it's tough now because of the last, what, three years were bad. So it's kind of like, you know, that's the last thing you remember. But I mean, when you took, when you really take a look at his whole career, I mean, he, I, I think he's first ballot for sure. I don't think he's like, <laughs> like guys like, I've heard, you know, a few people say this, like guys like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, like they shouldn't have to wait the five years. Like, like as soon as they retire, like, okay, you're in, just get the gold jacket. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like that, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he, sh- I think he, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, cause like you said, coach, I mean, I think he has the statistics. Uh, he has the two Super Bowls. I mean, he went to another Super Bowl as well. So I'm mean, obviously lost to Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, getting there, that's obviously they lost, but I mean, that's still an accomplishment getting there. It's just, it's hard to do it unless your name's Tom Brady, it seems like. But I mean, everybody else, I mean, because look at Aaron. I mean, as great as Aaron is, he's a first battle Hall of Famer, but I mean, we'll see how the rest of his career ends up. But to this point, he only, he's only been to one Super Bowl, for goodness sake. I mean, mm-hmm. Ben got to three. I mean, that's impressive. Can so I, I explain? Can someone explain to me how Jerry Jones has – how is he in the Hall of Fame and Tom Brady and Belichick isn't yet? I, like I tried to tell you, man. He bought his. Double. That's what it is. I'm trying to tell you. He bought his bust. <laughs> He's, he runs the league. He, if he decides, hey, put a Hall of Fame jacket on me. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> tell y'all, man. That dude's a devil. Like he, Because technically he's still working. So, I mean, what are what – are, he's not retired. I'm telling you. I'm to tell you. He's the only unretired <laughs> Coach Base, you want to speak on the, the round before we move on to these uh, this week's games? Man, all I'm gonna say is we came, we saw, we conquered. I, I, <laughs> it was a cakewalk. You feel me? We was just right in the <laughs> That's all it was, man. Nice yeah. and easy. 
I guess started, he called it assault with a deadly weapon. That's what he he defined the game as. Yeah, did y'all see some of the hits? I did, and I saw that boy Kyler Murray didn't know what to do. I saw a couple people with their body, they souls left their body, and I was like, okay, I like this. Oh, like AJ Green, he got hit one time on the sideline. I know y'all remember that because he caught it and then they ruled it incomplete. You ain't seen him after that, did you? <laughs> hey, Coach Addy T, you don't have like a uh, you don't have a favorite team, do you? Yeah, I um I denounced my cowboy following about right. <laughs> what was about four years, three years ago. Years ago. So I, I I enjoy football now. So, hey man, you can I can't. Out, I, I honestly, I, that's the team I'm rooting for. But yeah, man, I because like I said, in all seriousness, like I really, I know they say not to say hate, but I, I hate Jerry Jones. I really do. I hate that man. So I just can't. I can't do it. And let me I just can't. comment on the Cowboys game because I really only cared about that game as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know whose idea it was, but it was the most Cowboys way to lose. Because why are you going to draw? Why are you running the draw with 14 seconds and no timeouts? I, I don't care what happened with the refs. I don't care about none of that. Well, my thing is, like, when he broke the pocket, if he just ran at an angle, he could have made it out of bounds. So I don't know why he stayed in the field of play. I'm not running with so, like, timeouts, Period. Well, like, yeah, you know, me too. But like, when, I'm just saying, like, once you decide to break the pocket, everybody knows that your mind should be to stop, like, stop the clock. Like, I feel like in that is- instance, with that much time left, like, you shouldn't be thinking stopping the clock by, you know, spiking the ball. It should be, I got to get out of bounds. I mean, the ball was pretty much already close to the left hash. So it wasn't like you had, you were in the middle of the field and had to make a beeline that way. But, yeah, I was like, I was confused. Like, when it happened, it I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> all I know is they have 40 yards to the end zone. You got two heaves of 40 yards. That's all you need, two chances. Yeah, like, how do you have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, but you don't want to take two chances? Yeah. That's all you had to do was heave it. If your quarterback can't throw 40 yards, he must be Ben Roethlisberger because I know he can't throw <laughs> <laughs> man, listen, he could throw 39. Listen, listen, man. I blame Jerry Jones. <laughs> and also, like the, it's not like the, the 49ers secondary is the greatest, too. So I would rather oh, do that man. than freaking listen, man. I blame Jerry Jones. I keep you said Jerry Jones me. called that play. <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. This is why I blame Jerry. This is the last I'm gonna speak on. Probably not, but for this conversation. Not. It's Jerry Jones' fault. Everybody talks about Dak making 75 million. You know whose fault that is? That's Jerry's fault. Why? Because he waited to pay him. Dak wanted to get his extension two years ago. It would have been 30 million, 35 million a year. Nobody would have said nothing. But Jerry wanted to wait. Jerry's fault. Why is Jerry's fault for Mike McCarthy? I can't even get mad at Mike McCarthy. At the well, our listeners, I had to take care of my son before, before his mother had to come. So he's four months old. I'm just going to give you an example. If I give my son this bottle of water, it's uncapped, and I say, here, son, hold it, and he drops it, and the water spills on the floor, I can't get mad at my son because he's not capable of holding the water. So I can't get mad. The same thing with 
Mike McCarthy. He does not do game management well. Wow. He's never done it well. Ask Aaron Rodgers in that Seattle game in the NFC Championship game. The man couldn't even put the right people in there for the special teams on the side recovery, for God's sakes. Couldn't even call a timeout properly. That was nine years ago. So I really can't get mad at Mike McCarthy either. Who you going to get mad at? Jerry. Because what's Mike McCarthy going to do? Be a puppet for Jerry. Yeah, there's just so much disconnect in that organization. It's fun. I feel like everybody just there's no unity anywhere from the front office to coaching to players. Like the <laughs> fact that they everybody is just like, oh, you know, that's on Dak, or Dak is like, no, that's on the officials, or that's on this. And then like I'm like, what are y'all doing? And then Mike McCarthy over here stepping up saying, like, I know how to win games, I know how to win Super Bowls. I mean, do you? No, you don't. Do you Listen, or do Aaron and Brett Favre know, <laughs> know how to win Super Bowl? Listen, man, if y'all have Amazon Prime, there's a show called All or Nothing, and it goes through, like, the NFL season. Um, I don't know if they did one this season, but they did it for, like, like five, six straight seasons. One year they did the Dallas Cowboys, the 2017 Dallas Cowboys. That was Dak's second year and Zeke's Elliott's second year. So Jason Garrett's running the team meeting or not the team meeting, but him with his coaches. Right. So he's the head coach. It's like, you know, the Knights of the round table, all the assistant coaches are around. He's sitting at the head of the table. Who's in the meeting, Jerry. Why the hell are you there? Giving suggestions about the game plan and the direction. Get your punk ass upstairs. (laughs) What organization do you know the owner is going to be sitting in on that meeting? You tell me. Jerry ain't played football since the 50s. Because you know what I would love to see? I would love to see Jerry coach. That's what I want to see. That's the only thing I'm waiting to see. Because I'm like, Jerry, you might as well just coach at this point. He already is. But I'm saying, but think about it. What, besides like maybe like a little mom and pop small business, what like big corporation is a ceo going to sit on a manager's meeting yeah yeah i mean jeff bezos haven't sat in one of my meetings yet (laughs) (laughs) that that i'm telling you if 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 you think i'm being too hard for our listeners if you think i'm being too harsh on jerry just if you have amazon prime just go and watch that season and act yourself is that team ever going to be successful with that operation it's not i mean he already he ran jimmy johnson off and that that team could have won a couple more Super Bowls. Yeah, Barry Switzer, they had had Jimmy Johnson's players, so they won again. Then when they started to get older, there was no rebuilding. Switzer's gone, and they've been on a carousel of coaches of mediocrity ever since. Because Jerry wants, to your point, Jerry wants people that he can control more, and he cannot control Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is his own man. And he said, I'm going to do what I want with this team because I'm the coach and I know best. Okay. I don't tell you how to do your job. Please don't tell me how to do mine. Right. So like that, that, but Jerry can't help himself. He can't help himself. This is why y'all laughing. This is why I blame. It comes back to Jerry, man. I'm trying to tell y'all the man talked too much. Yeah. You think Stan Stan Kroenke sitting in on Sean McVay's meeting? No. (laughs) You think Robert Kraft is sitting in on Bill Belichick's meetings? No. no. 
Like, you think the Rooney family is sitting in on Mike Thomas meetings? Oh, no. I can tell you that Jeff, <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie isn't sitting in. Jeffrey Lurie, <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie or Howie Roseman, because I've heard I've had this argument before, but like, well, technically he's the GM, too. I'm like, name a GM that sits on those meetings. Yeah, Howie ain't doing that. <laughs> I don't know what Howie be doing. I've been calling so, for his job I, for, for I'm years. just trying to tell you, man. So what happened? Well, Sunday, that's no surprise, because I'm just trying to tell you. Under that structure, they're not winning anything. They have good players, so they, you know, and they play in a weak division. So, yeah, they'll get 10, 11 wins, make it to the playoffs, but that's about it. Yeah. You don't think that injury be in trouble next year? I'm going to tell you that now. The Philly just decided that they're moving forward with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, with all those draft picks. I mean, yeah, all those, it's a wrap. They said that they probably won't make the push for Deshaun Watson. They just about to just build. So, if he gets his. He's going to be like the Lamar Jackson project. So he Philly might be a threat. I'm curious. I feel like I'm not really factoring in their success this year. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It was a, I feel like it was an anomaly. Like, I don't, this wasn't supposed to happen. So I'm not going in next year. Like, okay, y'all got to win like 10 games. I still feel like next year is just going to be like, uh, let's see what happens. You know, let's just gauge hurts potential and that's pretty much it listen i i wouldn't be excited if i if i'm rooting for the cowboys because i think dan quinn might be out of there because that team's already looking at him Kellen more about to be out of there more people are looking at him they may not even have their offensive and defensive quarter next year then it's gonna be my on mike mccarthy solely with the new staff Good luck with that. If they're smart, what they would do knowing that they might lose Dan Quinn is to fire Mike McCarthy and just promote Kellen Moore as the head coach and then fill in behind them. And I tell you what, you know, what really bothers me about this, that that last play, and then we can move on, is that the 49ers were guarding the sidelines on that last play. Did you realize that they lined their secondary on the sideline because they're like, Hey, cause the Cowboys kept to their credit, those other few plays that I think it was like two or three plays before that in a row, they were marching down the field, getting the ball out of bounds. And the 49ers was like, okay, we're not going to let them get out of bounds. So if my secondary is lined up on the sideline and I only got 40 yards to the end zone and I have two Really, really good wide receivers. And Cedric Wilson is a good wide receiver. And you have a really good tight end, too. And you have a really good tight end. To Keith's point, Coach Pace's point, why not take a shot at the end zone? The defense is already out of position because they're on the sideline. It's their identity crisis. All you had to do, you could even have called an audible, and there was nothing that they could have done about it. There's nothing San Francisco could have done about that. You said, oh, okay, you think we're going to throw that bounce again? Whatever language you want to say to change the play and everything like that, boom, straight down the sideline, right receiver streaks, Hail Mary to the end zone. That man. probably would have got you a touchdown. There Blame Jerry, no, man. Try to tell you. There's no identity crisis. They're it's losing. <laughs> I'm talking about in game because, like, you start off as a running team, then you trans, you become balanced, then you want to be a passing team. Now, when it's time to pass, you want to run? 
I'm like, what are you doing? You get paid $75 million and you scared to take two shots from 40 yards out with – you spend all this money wasted and then wasted a draft pick. I'm calling C.D. Lamb a waste of a draft pick because you didn't need a receiver. But it worked out this time around <laughs> it worked this time around because Michael Gallup was out. But um, but you wasted a draft pick on another receiver when you didn't need one. You pay Amari Cooper. You pay Dak Prescott. Zeke. Zeke. Way too early. And then you you run a draw with like 13 seconds left. Yes. It- even if they wanted to get closer, okay, this is the last one. Even if they wanted to get closer, <laughs> and you you saw everyone on the sidelines, the middle of the field's open. Let's just say you didn't want to wait to drop back to throw a hail mary, or a street. Okay, let's get let's get a cheap fifteen yards. If I, it is faster for him to throw it for fifteen yards than it is for him to run it for fifteen yards. So that would at least bought you maybe plus five seconds on the clock. Because then it's easier for, okay, everyone gets there. The ref can spot the ball. You can spike it. You're 15 yards closer. And you can throw your heave at the end zone. But by you taking off, you wasted more time. So it's like if you were going to be in the middle of the field anyway to get another, just pass the ball. Your receivers could get there quicker than you can. Mm -hmm. So it didn't make any sense at all. And if they drop the ball, okay, then go for the end zone next play. Mm. The ball, the ball always travels faster in the air than on the ground. And on the ground, it's not hard, Dallas. It's not hard, but somehow, some way, you make it so hard. You make football so hard. Coach Jay, I said I said this in our group chat. I was like, brothers who play Madden know not to run a draw play. That what was going through my head. I was like, my McCarthy need to play Madden more. Like, like I don't. I, like nobody would do. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to tell you. But you can't get mad at Mike McCarthy. That's what he does. Blame Jerry. I'm trying to tell you. It all comes back to him. Try to tell y'all. All right, we gonna we gonna go on <laughs> enough of living in the past and and just regurgitating trauma. Okay, we gonna talk about this weekend's matchups because we're excited about this weekend. I anticipate that these games, for the most part, would be better than what we saw last week. At least, you know. So we're going to start with the Bengals at the shocking number one seed, Tennessee Titans. This is a tricky game. Henry's still not back. They're going to keep resting. They, they, they cleared on my herd. Yeah, yeah, he's playing. King Henry's playing. He's playing. He's officially yeah, he, playing. He okay. That's why I'm scared. I, before, before I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm with the Bengals. Once I got that notification, I was like, Ooh, I, don't know. I don't know about that. So I don't know. Ooh. Good luck, Cincinnati. If King Henry is King Henry and not Prince Henry, yeah, the 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 Bengals will lose that game. The Bengals will lose that game. Ooh. what are y'all's thoughts? I can go I, first. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta sit with uh... King Henry, me. That's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's all I need to hear. That they got back, King Henry, please. He's going to get 35 for about 200. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two touchdowns. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be generous. He's going to get 30 carries for 140 and two scores. 
but they ain't gonna be able to stop him. Anybody gonna want to hit that man in the cold? I don't care. If they try and load the box, which they're gonna do. So I mean, AJ Brown is gonna have one on one, and Julio still back there. So and their defense is gonna make a couple plays. You know, here and there. So I'm 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 rolling with the big dogs, man. King Henry, please. Uh, man, I somebody else go. <laughs> I'll just say when I said Prince Henry, I didn't. I wasn't taking a shot at Derrick Henry. I was saying if he's not healthy, hundred percent healthy, he's gonna look more like Prince Henry than King Henry. If he's healthy, like ready to go, like we think he is. Sorry, Cincinnati. I know I'm supposed to support Ohio through and through, but I gotta be, I gotta be reasonable here. I, I think the defense is going to be hyped for this game and having that extra week of rest. I think the offense will be a little rusty, but I think the defense uh, will keep it close until Tannehill and Gang get 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 the motor going. Uh, what I saw from Tennessee when they played the Rams, actually, if they come out like that. Cincinnati doesn't stand a chance. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with the Titans as well. I think it's going to be a really close game. I, I'm looking at maybe a, a, a 27 to 30 type game, but I think Tennessee will take it. Um, somebody else. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. I'll go. I actually think the Bengals might show up for this one. Um, I know that we've seen exactly. the, the Bengals. <laughs> we've seen the Bengals versus the Browns. And then we've seen the Bengals versus the Chargers. I think they played this year. Anywho, we've seen some really good <laughs> Bengals. Um, I, I feel like the, the weather is going to be somewhat cold. It's Nashville. Um, but I see two good running teams. Mixon is is always a silent killer, man. Even like when you try and draft him in fantasy league and he's like second round, but he really plays like he's a first round. Like Mixon actually does really well. I have to give the offensive line credit for that. Um, obviously, we've seen the Burl to Chase connection, other weapons there. Um, but what really kind of tips the the, the uh, scale for me is the defense. Um, I really like they they have hardworking players there that are under the radar. I really like Trey Hendrickson. Um, this defensive lineman is an under the radar terrorist against quarterbacks, um, and I feel that if the run game is Tennessee's focus then yes, they'll load the box up. But then if the, the alternative is to pass, just like Coach Pace said, the pass is going to have to be rushed. I don't think that the um, that Ryan Tannehill is going to have as much time to get it off to Brown for a deep pass um, just because they're going to have that rush presence. Now, that's only one guy. That's Trey Hendrickson. On the other end of the ball, you can say, you know, they got – pretty decent other backup I don't know I'd call him backup receiver I don't know Julio has not showed up but for one game he got his first touchdown I think in the last game of the season um, but 
I don't know if it's enough to overcome the Bengals sometimes on defense, sometimes off defense. But I'm going to give them a shot this time around. And I'm still curious about Henry, you know, being 100% versus being ready to play. I think I'm ready, guys. Go for it. I'm rolling with Coach Jay and the Bengals. (laughs) I... I feel like this is going to be a run for for Mr. Joe Shiesty. With the unknown of Henry's health, like you said, Coach Dave, you know, him being 100% or, you know, like ready to play. Um, and then also the Bengals, their offense is just going to get to a point where Tannehill is going to have to make plays with his arm. Um, It's just such a toss up game, but I I just feel like based off of chemistry and you're bringing back somebody that hasn't played in like the back half of the regular season and you're just like throwing them into a game. And yes, it is a freak of nature like, king henry but there's only so much you can do with running the ball in the playoffs so i think it's more so that i don't trust ryan Tannehill enough i definitely don't trust you know julio and then their their defense the titans defense has been better but just like the bengals defense it can be on and off and if you're off against the bengals Mixon, Chase, and Higgins are just going to run rampant. So I think they are find a group. They're in like a really good groove. And also part of it is my selfishness because I would rather see Joe Burrow playing Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen <laughs> versus Tannehill versus those guys. So I'm gonna roll with the Bengals. The, I I'll say the Bengals by like. Four. Yeah, I guess they are. So you got yeah, two, two for the Titans, two for the Bengals, huh? Uh, so I'm gonna regret this because I, I I came into our our meeting today saying I'm just gonna go with my rooting interests. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Joe Shiesty, you know what I'm saying? I like his swag. I think he's a better quarterback than Tannehill, obviously. Um, and even though King Harry's back, you know, to Coach Jay's point, like he he'd be back, but like, are you back? Because yeah, you can practice, but like you know, when you're in the game and you really got to put your foot in the down, foot in the ground, and and cut and getting hit and things like that, like you know, is he fully gonna be Derrick Henry? So I mean, he just might do what you know coach pace was saying he may do so that may all be for nothing anyway but i'm gonna go with with joe burrow man i i I like his swag and to your point coach murph i would love to see him play either josh allen or patrick mahomes in the afc championship game that would be exciting so i'm just gonna go with my rooting interests 
on that one. I'd rather see the Bengals win too. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, I'm not 100% sure that they're ready yet. And I say that because they beat the Raiders. Also, the Raiders beat the Raiders. Um, there was a questionable call. I'm not saying that was the, the determining factor. We talked about that before the show started. Um, but the Bengals left a lot of points on the field against a questionable Raiders defense. I mean, if you look at Joe Burrow's stat line, it wasn't great. It was just good. It was good enough to beat the Raiders. So if you have a tougher defense against a team that plays ball control, where you're not going to get as many possessions to get it right, that's what I'm thinking could um, potentially turn this in the Titans' favor. Because if I'm the Bengals, if I expect to win this game, I would ask for the ball first. If I win the toss, I get the ball first. Yeah. Because the Titans aren't as good when playing from behind as they are with the lead because they like to bleed the clock. So if you get up and they force them to play catch up, then you're taking Derrick Henry partially out of the game anyway. Yeah. So you got to take the opportunity, score a touchdown in the first possession. If your defense can show up and stop them, and then you maybe you can get another field goal or another touchdown, it's a different ball game now because you're going to force them to play away from their strengths. Mm. Um, because the Titans average, I think it's between 32 and 33 minutes last season in the playoffs per game with the ball. So over half of the game, you don't have the ball to score. So like, that's why I feel that if they, if they're going to win this game, that's the way that they could do it. I believe it's possible for them to do it, which is why I think it's going to be a close game and I would love to see it happen. I'm just not sure that team is ready to make that happen. Yeah. They're going to make it happen. I'm thinking the King Henry rest mixed with, you know, the week one by rest and, you know, the Bengals have been playing well during the, these past stretch of games before the Raiders game. Um, so I, I just feel like there's just there's just too much rest on the Titans team that from people you rely on. I mean, even Julio, you don't rely on him, but he's been in and out. And even A.J. Brown was in and out all season. But now – uh, 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 we'll we'll see, but like we all agree, we believe it's going to be a close game. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing it for sure. Another great game we're looking forward to watching. 49ers headed to Lambeau Field, play the pack. So uh, we'll go ahead and start with um, Coach Jay. Why don't you talk to us about this one first? Yeah. Um, it'll be a good game. I think I'm I'm um, I'm kind of torn on this one. I think a lot of people probably think in Green Bay. Um, I don't know. I was wrong on the last upset factor though, so <laughs> maybe I should stick with the uh, the popular choice here. But let's just talk. Let's just talk team by team. So obviously, Niners. Their strength is on the ground. Um, or if you're passing, it's Debo Samuel. Um, and then, of course, their defense has to has has the presence, you know, to terrorize a quarterback. Um, I think that 
they are going to be limited. If I'm the coach of the Niners, I am I am wanting to limit the opponent as much as I can because I'm limited in what I can do. Um, I'm going to establish a ground game. Everyone knows it. Green Bay knows it. That's really what I, I have to do and get to be creative, which they have been with Debo. Um, so that's what I think as far as the Niners. Green Bay has some options, but I'm concerned still about Aaron's toe. <laughs> He's had some time to rest it, but I don't know about that toe when Nick Bosa, sorry, uh, is it Nick Bosa on their team or Joey Bosa? I always switch the two up. One of the Bosa brothers comes screaming around the corner. Is Aaron going to be able to run away from whomever is coming after him? I don't know. That's that's one thing. But I think that the Packers have more of an option when it comes to offense. They're not just going to pass. They can run and can punch the hole into the defensive line, especially with the two running backs that they have. Um, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, if they're both healthy, they can go either way. So statistically, I would go with the Packers. But you know what? I'm going to go back with what I was thinking, and that's the upset. If if the creativity is real strong on the coaching side of the 49ers, I think they can pull off a win. So I'm going to say the Niners. I don't know. I just talked myself into this. <laughs> um, if it were a score, I, I'd probably say it's somewhat of a high-scoring game, maybe 28, 35, 34, somewhere around there. Yeah, th- this game is real interesting because all I can think of is the last time they played in the playoffs when the 49ers just, like, dismantled them. And But then now I'm also thinking of how the 49ers play against the Cowboys, and I'm just like, well, Aaron Rodgers isn't – and the team in terms of penalties, they're not going to make those kind of mistakes. But, you know, you can't always base stuff like everything is just game by game basis. I'm going to roll with the Packers because Aaron Rodgers cannot lose this game. He cannot like he, he, he just can't lose this game. There's two things that can't happen. He can't lose this game. And if he wins and move on and the Bucks happen to win, you can't lose to Brady. Well, actually, you can't lose to Stafford either. They'll judge you for that. But I will find that somewhat reasonable because the Rams. But, like, with all the, oh, I might retire. Oh, I want to go somewhere else. Oh, I really didn't say I wanted to go anywhere else. Oh, I'm immunized. All this drama you created. And then now, you know, you walk out. Your MVP, I mean, it's not, we already know you're going to be crowned MVP. You're the number one seed again in the NFC. You cannot lose to Jimmy G again. <laughs> you just can't. And that's just all, and that's all I can say. Like stats aside, team aside, Aaron Rodgers can't lose. That's that's going to look real bad on your resume. So I'm going to roll with the pack. I'll go next. So Coach Murph, you took the words out right out of my mouth. Said I was going into this with rooting interests. Because I know y'all going to cover the X's and O's, but I'm picking the Packers because Aaron, what Coach Murph just said, 
if you're gonna cause all this drama, minimum you need to get to the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else. Because last, but leading up to last year, well, you know, he's never had a home. Uh, you know, never played a championship game at home. You got that. You're a number one seed. Oh well, his defense, top ten defense, two years in a row. You're the MVP. Get it done. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it from you, Aaron. Just get it done. Because Coach Murphy's point. At at a certain point, all this drama has to result in something. We know you're a great quarterback, but if you lose to Jimmy G and the 49ers again, then I I just I don't want to hear from you, Aaron. So I'm picking the Packers because of that. I'm going to go ahead and side with the cold weather team um, just because, uh, I mean, they're the cold weather team and they're the better team. So, I mean, I don't know how it's going to end up being, but I just know being from Ohio, playing football in Ohio, being hit in the cold is not fun. I mean, it is not fun. Um, do you do it? You do it. Because you have to, and you're a little crazy up top. But I don't think the boys coming from our west are prepared to play in 10 degree weather with probably negative wind chills at kickoff. So, and I think um, Nick Bosa coming out of concussion protocol, I think he's just going to be a little hesitant in general. Because, um, I mean, honestly, they'll clear him, but he really probably shouldn't be cleared. Um, depending on the severity of the concussion, because I know how football teams are. They, all they care about is their bottom line. So it's playoff time. They're going to clear him, even if he's only 70% when you shouldn't be feeling clearing. So still a little worried about Nick Bosa, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about this game for real. It was a nice little run and I don't trust Jimmy G. So. I feel you. I, I'm with you on that, Coach Pace. Uh, I'm going with the pack on this one. Uh, I think the cold weather uh, argument is is valid uh, and may be the difference in this one. Also, you talked about Bosa being clear. Fred Warner has, has been clear. So, you know, they'll have some of their primary defenders back. You know, what version of them we're going to get, not sure. Uh, we talked about, and Coach Pace, you brought this up about uh, Derrick Henry, not one to tackle that man in the fourth quarter in the cold. He's not in the same league as Derrick Henry, but he's just a built running. A.J. Dillon, you don't want to hit him either in the fourth quarter. Like, you, you're not going to want to tackle him at, in Lambeau Field in, in, uh, in January either. Uh, and so I think if the pack were smart, you know, they would come out with a balanced attack enough to want to wear down San Francisco's defense. Uh, I think what makes it different than in years past is not only the location, but you look at how sometimes teams just catch fire at the end of the season and they ride that momentum through the playoffs. We've seen a year after year, the, year, the Bucks did it last year. Yeah. Uh, the Giants did it. They're a Super Bowl year. You know, you see a team, the 49ers did that in that year. They went to the Super Bowl against Kansas City. So I don't see that same 49ers type team 
uh, Jimmy G is always going to give you an opportunity opportunity to 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 win the game if you're the defense. He's going to give you one. He's going to give you one. That one almost sent him home last week, right? But we see that, and it's not just a prisoner of the moment. But we see him do that all the time. He's going to throw a couple bad balls. You catch them, and and the game will be as close as it should be. Uh, I also look at um, the Packers. I agree with all the Aaron Rodgers stuff. He's going to be like, I'm going to do everything that I can to win this game because for my legacy, I can't, I can't lose it. I can't lose it. Uh, so I agree with that. But I think those other things as, as well, how, how healthy are those top defensive players for the 49ers? Jimmy G is going to give you a couple of because he hasn't actually been playing well. Trust me, he was my fantasy football quarterback for the last half of the season. He hasn't been playing well. They've been winning, but he, he individually hasn't been playing well. So if you make him be the one that beats you, he's not going to be able to do it. More likely than not, he's not going to be able to do it because he's not even really throwing touchdown passes. Debo Samuel's throwing touchdown passes, right? right. Jimmy G's not throwing <laughs> touchdown passes like that. So that worries me if, if, if I'm a 49ers fan and supporter, that would worry me going to this game. I think the Pats going to take it 35-21. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like 35-17. Yeah, yeah. Now, Coach Pace, the one you've been waiting for. Rams in Tampa to play the Bucks. Who we got? Rams by double figures, man. Ooh. <laughs> double figures? Yeah, Rams by double figures, man. Okay. All right. Rams by double figures, man. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the Rams too. Really we talked awesome. about this in the group chat. I think it'd be between seven and nine point win. I, what I'm seeing is, I feel like one Aaron Donald's going to be on another level because the last time he played was this against Brady, and the playoffs was in the Super Bowl and he was banged up, so he really wasn't a hundred percent. So now he is, and. This is not one Stafford, but it kind of plays a role like how I spoke on Aaron Rodgers. This team, the Rams has been a great team all year and for the past couple years. And all in the past was about Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jared Goff. Now we switch and put Matthew Stafford in there. And people are skeptical about his big game play. And this is a game where you can't, make mistakes because Tom Brady is the the QB that capitalizes on that but what I liked about last week's game is that they utilized the run game a lot more so that he didn't have to throw and then I mean the defense was just a tear to Kyler Murray but I think it's a mixture of that and I think what's going to happen to the Bucks is what happened to the Cowboys of beating up on a team like the Eagles and feeling really good about themselves and have to face a buzzsaw the next week and get and get abused. So I'm gonna take the take the rounds, probably like maybe 21, 28. 
Go ahead, guys. I mean, I don't, I don't, I just don't see us losing simply off the fact that uh, if their tackle ain't ready to go, he either gonna have to go, the backup is either gonna have to go against Leonard Floyd or Von Miller. And Von Miller has been due for a game. So, I mean, he still can take over a game if it's against a backup. So, you know. Also, on top of that, now that I think about it, the Rams also do have Jalen Ramsey. And the last time he saw him in the playoffs, that's when he was paired with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. So Jalen Ramsey probably also has a vendetta towards Brady. So I think that defense is going to be playing real inspired that week. So I'm going to run with that too. I definitely think the Rams are going to have this win. I think if I'm – going to comment on anything it's what would the bucks have to do to actually keep up keep up with the pressure on the defense keep up with the productivity on the offense the rams i'm sorry the bucks would definitely have to change their play call their offensive strategy with a weaker offensive line dealing with a couple of injuries and also dealing with a lack of choices of receivers um I think that the game plan would probably be keep away. <laughs> Hold on to the ball for as much time as you can and short, quick Ben Roethlisberger passes. Um, last game, Tom Brady didn't have much to work with as far as receivers outside of um, Mike Evans. I think Giovanni Bernard had more reception yards than, than uh, even Gronk. And so I think if I were a Buccaneer coach or somewhere on the on the, the staff, I would aim towards keeping the ball as long as I can, dinking and dunking, maybe heck, even spreading out and playing a instead of a you know a single back or I form, spread it out. You're in goal, uh, not goal. You're in the gun, shotgun, and you're you got four out, four wideouts or three wideouts at a tight end. Uh, just to try and stretch out your time as much as you can with the ball. And then on defense, um, I would ultimately, uh, I would try to force the pass. The Cam Akers, Sony Michelle song is, uh, it's a duet, man. Those two are nasty. And obviously, you know, you got the best wide receiver in the league this year, but maybe you at least lose you know you'll you'll lose that uh this year i don't know the trifecta lives with no no, no, no. he he lives in green but i I don't care what his stats say if he plays or he lives who we're we're talking about Devontae adams who's that okay (laughs) i don't know know what he's talking about I only know the Triple Crown winner. I don't know who the other I, guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know who he's talking about either. I mean, I know, I know who, <laughs> I know who your boy is. Devontae's nice, but he wasn't the guy this year. Yeah, if Devontae stayed in the slot all year, he would do the same thing. Oh, and man. if oh, if gosh. was the fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> I'm pretty messed up right now. Yeah, right. Well, what I was saying was the reason why I would prefer for the Bucks to allow passes is because it would take less time off of the clock and maybe give the Rams or the, the Bucks more time with the ball, with possession. I don't know, to bleed out the clock every possession that they have. I would play keep away, but 
that's a that's a tough tall order. So I'm gonna give it to the Rams. I guess I'd say 24, 20 or so. Up is the most accomplished receiver this year, not the best receiver. That's all I'm saying. Oh man, we're gonna go into a different segment. I, I'm gonna leave that's that. I'm gonna just well, we can discuss this at the end of the season. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll at the end of the postseason. You know what? Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. <laughs> yes, they do, because people still watch the Cowboys and they trash. <laughs> <laughs> Lame Jerry. Good guy, Coach 92. Yeah, I mean, you guys broke down the X's and O's already. I'm going rooting interest on this one against my better judgment because of Tom Brady, but Rams. Rams defense gets it done. Aaron Donald is a monster. Uh, I mean, they got three Hall of Famers on the defense. I feel like they got to, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, AB's out here making rap albums. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Godwin is out. I mean, come on, man. Like, y'all, like, you got three Hall of Famers on the defense. Like, get it done. So, Going rooting interest, Rams. It would be a great game though if Bucks was still what they were during the regular season. It would have been a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little unfortunate because I mean, at least you know, at least if they had like Antonio Brown, like okay, like we can see maybe you know. But I just I think it's too much injuries, too much drama going on with the Bucks. So I'm gonna go go Rams. I think that. The Bucks are feeling a little bit what the Chiefs felt last year. And we really didn't get the Super Bowl we wanted because of it. You know, the quality wasn't there for the Chiefs. Their offensive line was banged up. Some of their, you know, key defenders were, were banged up. And so now Brady's in a position where he's not going to be protected like he should, like he's used to being protected. Uh, Y'all already outlined Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They're going to be salivating at this game. Don't forget Vaughn Miller, too. That's the third Von, Hall of Famer. Vaughn Miller's, Miller's where I'm going with this because he's the one out of those three that has had playoff success against Brady. Last time they played, the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And Vaughn Miller was all over Brady. Like, there was no – he Brady had nowhere to go. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to run. Like it, it was, it was that serious. And now, and now, and there, and the Broncos' front four isn't even as talented as the Rams' front four is right now. And you're asking a backup to help block for that. Like, I, I just don't know what the offensive line, what you can do. How can you finesse this? How can you get chip blocks on? And so that's the pro that's going to be the thing about this because we talk about all the time a quarterback's comfort safety blanket is the tight end. He's got one of the goats at tight end and Rob Gronkowski. But if Rob has to block and chip block, you're taking away from his receiving effectiveness. He's not going to be able to get get down the field as quickly because he's worried about his quarterback getting hit. So if you convert him and break more to the, the blocking uh, side of things and not focus more on the receiving side of things. And honestly, I mean, if you put Ramsey on Gronk, I, I would love to see that matchup. 
<laughs> I would love to see Ramsey just really clamp down on, on Gronk. I'm taking away your main target. You, it's either going to be Evans or one of the no-name players that you could, you know, you know, you, you know those, those guys. You're going to have to make names out of those guys. Mm-hmm. Playoff Lenny not going to be there. How much can Bernard and Keyshawn Vaughn really carry the weight? They're not power running backs. They're not going to wear you down. They're not going to be intimidated. The Rams aren't going to be intimidated by that. The only shot, and I mean the only shot, that the Bucs have to win this game is if Matthew Stafford plays like he did against Tennessee and against the 49ers earlier in the season. That's the only shot where he's, he's throwing three picks. He's giving you three possessions to get the lead on him. That's the only way that the Bucs can win this game. Because if you give Brady extra possessions, to Coach Jay's point, that they can keep the ball longer, and it's tight in the fourth quarter, and Brady actually has a chance to win it at the end of the game, he can do that. He can do enough to get that to happen. But if Matthew Stafford delivers and plays like he did in most of the other games this season, the Bucs don't stand a chance whatsoever. First pick he throws, Odell's playing quarterback. Okay. <laughs> that's what I, if I'm Sean McVay, I'm like, all right, just have a seat. I'm going to have Odell run this drive. I'm going to be honest with y'all. By some awful chance we lose, and it's Matthew Stafford's fault, be on here next week. I promise you, you don't have a show. Be on here next week. I, oh, Lord. Bring him like, back. He, seat. <laughs> like, they gave up so much for him. He cannot be the reason why they lose. Let him but the funny there. thing is, looking yeah. at it, he is the only reason why they will. <laughs> will? Let it be him. I promise you, it's going to be a show next week. Yeah. All right, so that's it right there. I'm going to have a uh, Coach Night if you want to um, bring us home on the Bills and, and Chiefs. We'll talk about that one. Bills he- headed to Arrowhead. Yeah, uh, I got the Chiefs, mainly because, as we discussed uh, earlier, I know it seems like the media is on this Josh Allen is the greatest thing ever. That was the greatest game ever played by a quarterback <laughs> last week. <laughs> And it was a great game, but I've yet to see him play back-to-back great games. So if he does that this week, I'll again, um, you know, with Coach Pace, I'll I'll come on here next week and give him his props. But until I see that, I'm I'm picking the Chiefs. I think they have the. It, it's it's kind of weird. I feel like they're even though. Well, they're favored, but really, I know the betting line is is three usually for the home team, right, Coach Murph? So it's two and a half. So really, that's telling you that most yeah, people think the Bills are going to win, right? Um, so I feel like there's this like sense of like the Chiefs are the underdogs in this because everybody's bringing up the Week Eight game or whenever they played them earlier in the season, and you know, again, everybody's on the Josh Allen train right now, so. I feel like Patrick Mahomes and be like, oh, okay, y'all, y'all forgot. Because he's well, he's lost the game at home, but he's technically never really played a bad game at home yet in his career. He has like, I, I looked up the stats, but he has like 19 touchdowns and one interception at home playoff games. <laughs> I, I don't see, he may throw a pick, but I, I kind of see him playing well. Um, so, 
I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I didn't pick a score in the other game, but I'll pick a score here. Uh, I go Chiefs thirty four, Bills twenty three. I think I'll go next. Um, yeah, I think um, the Chiefs will probably squeeze this one out. They should be able to get hot quickly. You know, the, the last game against the Steelers, they were not. Um, I, I think that they worked those kinks out. One thing that was really telling with Patrick Mahomes during the uh, post-game, uh, I guess, press conference, not even the press conference, but the interview with, with the uh, reporter is he was saying, we're just trying to get more creative of doing kind of the same thing, basically, you know, all season, you guys have seen NFL teams have seen what the chiefs have done. And after a while, it doesn't work. So they have to be creative in doing that. And they did that against the Steelers. You saw they ran the same play three different ways, whether it went to the halfback, the tight end, or even an offensive lineman that was an eligible receiver that fake pass to the right. And then, a some sort of shovel pass inside to an undefended player, they're going to have to continue to be creative because the Rams, sorry, um, the Bills are probably studied up on on the um, on the Chiefs. But I think that this is going to come down to coaching at this point. You got talent on both sides, both offense and defense from both teams. Um, and I think the creativity within the Chiefs organization um, it's probably going to push them over. Uh, but there's always some sort of weird factor that comes in. So this may be, this may be, I think this one, to be honest, is probably the most unclear ending to me. But I'm just going to go with the patch just because of history that uh, Natty T talked about as far as a home record for Patrick Mahomes in the playoff games. I'm rolling with the Bills. And it's strictly because with the Bills having the number one secondary, they, I believe they're the number one pass defense in the league, that's what's going to play towards their advantage. A lot of teams had success against the Chiefs and slowing down the offense because they're just like, oh, we just need to – they just found ways to disguise the defense to double cover Tyree Kill and um, – Travis Kelsey so I think what's going to cause them to not keep up points wise I think it's going to be a high scoring game still is that they don't have that true secondary receiver um and and, and we already know that the Chiefs defense is suspect so if you coming off of you know putting up five touchdowns against Bill Belichick's defense and you're, now you're facing a team that really doesn't have a defense. I mean, to Coach Natty T's point, I mean, I don't see Josh Allen coming in and lighting it up like he did last week. But I, I can see him throwing three touchdowns, maybe one pick. Um, and I see Mahomes probably – trying to force an issue because I, I feel like the pressure is going to gain more and more by the week for them because of the embarrassment that happened last year and the expectations they have like the fact that 
during this playoff run, like when it was finalized, I mean, they weren't even the favorites for, uh, you know, making it to the Super Bowl and the AFC. And you've been in the championship for the past two years. So um, I think, I think uh, this is just a game for the Bills to lose. I think they just have the – they have more advantages than the Chiefs have. Outside of, you know, of course they got home field, but outside of that, I just think the Bills are the better team all around. Let me, let me ask you a question on the, on the past defense, though, because I kind of went back and forth on this. Because do you think they're actually that good, or do you think it was a benefit of the schedule? Because kind of looking back at it, I mean, they beat the Chiefs in week – that was week five, so I'll, I'll give them credit. But <laughs> loss to the Steelers, played the Dolphins, played the no-name, the no-mascots team, played the Texans, played the Titans, played the Dolphins, played the Jags, played the Jets, played the Colts and lost to them, played the Saints. They have no quarterback. Played the Patriots twice, lost to the Buccaneers, beat the Panthers, beat the Falcons, and again, beat the Jets. To me, I know they're ranked number one, but that, that, that them quarterbacks ain't good, man. <laughs> three or four of those teams don't have a quarterback. I understand that, but you could, you could also look at the Chiefs' <laughs> schedule, and then you can talk about, like, the Chiefs' offense, but – there's teams that they played and they just didn't put up the points. And that was True. because of the type of defenses they were putting up. So, and the teams that they struggled to put points up against the bills have a better defense than them. So that's just kind of what I'm looking at. Like, of course that does play a role. Um, but I mean, I've, I've always kind of looked at the, the bills secondary being pretty solid for years. I mean, they're, they're usually they're struggling with like their, you know, their front, like they're more so the linebacker position, but secondary has, has always been, you know, amongst one of the best, you know, with Tredavious White and them guys. So. Basically, you got. I don't know. I'm back and forth on this one, really, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bills, and I only say that because I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to get impatient because I already know the Bills are going to try and keep everything in front of them and, like, make you dink and dunk down the field and run the football. I just feel like Patrick Mahomes gets irritable almost. Like, dang, I really got to, like, dink and dunk my way down the field. What's going to happen is he's going to have a play or two or three where he tries to overextend and throw a deep ball. And, like, I mean, they have – the two safeties for the Bills are, like, super, super underrated. I don't know why, but, like, they sit and lurk on everything. I mean, I saw a pick from last week. Um, like, uh, Mahomes is going to do one of those things. It's a really good game, but it's going to be one of those, like, three to four passes – where he tries to throw across his body or throw a no look, or he gets impatient and tries to launch his 60 yards and one of the these sits there and like, oh, thank you, Patrick, because you got impatient 
and you didn't do what was necessary to get the ball down the field. Um, and that's just going to give Josh Allen a couple of possessions um, to do what he does. And I don't think he's going to – I think, if anything, his bad game will be in the AFC Championship game, but that's just me. Uh, but I think he's going to have a solid outing. I think they found something with the run game last week, too. So keeping the homes off the, off the field will be nice. So, you know, I don't know why. That's my reasoning. It sounds good when I'm saying it. But then again, I only got to win about like three. So, and that's just because the point spread for like the Chiefs, you're giving three points for a spread when you're home. So the Chiefs is like, so I'm just giving them that. I, I got the Chiefs in this one. A lot of it is that's where my heart is. That's who I want to win this game. Uh, but I feel that there's something when a team feels that they have unfinished business. Uh, it's one of the underrated aspects of competition. Because harking back to the Super Bowl last year, they, they know that, that that matchup wasn't what it should have been. And I think early in the season, they caught a little bit of a hangover because the Chiefs were struggling in general. It wasn't just that Bills game. They lost a couple in a row, and they haven't lost since. If I'm not mistaken, they haven't lost since that point they just reeled off win after win after win after win after win and part of that is I think they're going to be looking at this game like Buffalo you're just in the way right now like we have unfinished business and you're in the way so we're going to get you out of the way coach Pace I do agree that you know Singletary had a pretty good game last week He's going to be a key because I think the Bills offense has to stay balanced. They're going to have to stay balanced to be able to win this game. Uh, so it's going to be him and, and Josh Allen using his legs if they're going to be effective. But what I will say is to maybe null, to cancel out some of this pressure for Mahomes getting impatient, they also established a really good running game last week against a tough Pittsburgh defense without Clyde edwards helaire and he, I think he's supposed to be playing, you know, this weekend. But it was really nice to see McKinnon do his thing because I know he's been injury prone. And so to see him get out there and do his thing was, was great. But if you mix in him, CEH, and Gore, because that, that Derek Gore, I'm telling you, he's, he has a really bright future. And I'm not saying he's going to be the difference maker, like solely the difference maker, but that run by committee – you know, you got Darrell Williams, too, might be playing. So, like, you got four guys that you could just get – throw into the game. They're not going to get tired. Your defense is going to get tired. They're, the Bills' defense is going to get tired. So, I, I think they can wear out the defensive front. That takes pressure off Mahomes because they can't just tee off on Mahomes to get any pressure on them because they got to respect the run. And then eventually, it's going to open up opportunities in the passing game. So that discipline, I think, will wear off later in the game and their secondary, and Mahomes is going to be right there to take advantage of it. Because I respect the Bills so much, uh, on both sides of the ball, I, it's going to be a close game. I mean, I, I, I could see it, this being a, you know, a 
a 27-24 game or a 30-24 type game. It'll be a one-score game, I, I assume. Uh, but I, I'd rather lean on Hill, Kelsey, Robinson, Pringle, and the committee of running backs than Diggs, Sanders, Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Singletary. You know, I, so I, I, I kind Dawson of Nick Knox. Dawson Knox, who is really good, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a really good tight end. So I, I think there's a little bit more depth there. There's more weapons that the Chiefs can utilize against the Bills to keep them on their toes. It's not going to be as predictable because they can throw different people out there. The Bills kind of get kind of have to have their same people out there. Uh, and I think they're more predictable than the Chiefs are. I, I, I like the you pointing out the unfinished business and they're just kind of like, you know, in the way. And I know like the Super Bowl didn't go as planned for them, but you do have to remember in terms of unfinished business, how did the Chiefs get there? They beat the Bills. So they and then you also have the whole Josh Allen and and Pat Mahomes are just paired together for life just because of their ability in terms of athleticism and arm talent. And right now you have Pat Mahomes that been to two Super Bowls and he won one and Josh Allen that has never been. So they got a chip on their shoulder just as much as the Chiefs do. That's a good point. I can see that too. I can definitely see that too. And media, can we slow down on the whole like Mahomes, Allen is Brady Manning, is the next Brady Manning type rivalry? But can can Josh Allen get some hardware first before we start? I never heard of that. Literally, yeah, I kid you not. It was a topic. Y'all, y'all know, y'all know the network, man. It's that four letter word. Y'all know. Espen. They did it. Oh, no, no, because 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 they're they're all. You talking about Stephen A. and Company? Stephen A. and Company. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all know y'all know the culprit, man. We already know. Yeah, and whatever they project, people hang on to that, and they they repost it, and they get people just having that conversation. It, it is not hold off on that conversation. Could it be a conversation? Absolutely, because they're okay. supremely talented. But you talking about. You talking about the dude that said uh, John Morant looking like he's more valuable than Giannis? Yeah, no, yeah what, what was yeah, that about? Miss, miss me with that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, ain't, I ain't got the time for that, man. But I'll just say this. You can give John – and I'm, what I told uh, Coach Pace and Coach Murph uh, when y'all showed me that, you can give Ja his props without being hyperbolic about it. Okay, you don't need to force a narrative there to say that uh, is he more valuable than Giannis. You don't need to force that narrative. Okay, he's not there yet, but he's been balling out of his mind. Give him his flowers and his props. You ain't got to be hyperbolic about it though. It's ESPN, man. You know they can't. That, that's what they do. They don't know any other way how to push news. So. <laughs> Like that's it's so clickbait. It's ridiculous. Okay, anyways, we had a good show. We're looking forward to an absolutely great weekend with these excellent matchups. I hope the games are as fun as we all predicted them to be this weekend. So um, we'll be here to cover it. Championship games coming up next week. And so tune into the Coaches Bot next week. We'll be right here to give your thoughts about the craziness that happens this weekend, but also getting down to those Final Four teams. 
we'll be here to dissect, analyze, and give our picks there. So looking forward to speaking with y'all next week. Uh, I'm your host, Coach JP3. On, on behalf of Coach J, Coach Pace, Coach Murph, and Coach Natty T, catch y'all next week. Stay blessed, stay safe. Peace, y'all.